Hi everyone, my name is Kennedy Tippins. Thank you so much for joining me on the seventh episode of my podcast, Rooted. I'm so grateful to have you here. I'm even especially grateful today because I have a special guest with me. I'm going to have him introduce himself. Hi, my name is Oliver. Oliver, how old are you and what grade are you in? I'm five and a half and I'm in kindergarten. And what is your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing is to drive my Jeep. He really likes to drive his Jeep. And this episode is going to be focusing on kids and how they love and kind of how important they are to the kingdom of God. And so I thought I would bring on a special guest. Are you excited? Be honest, yes or no? Yes. And with that being said, let's get right on into it. So at the beginning of this episode, I wanted to do kind of a interview type thing with Oliver just to kind of get some thoughts from him. And then I'm going to correlate it into what the Bible says about how much God and Jesus love children. Okay, Oliver, are you ready to answer some questions? Yes. Okay, so let's just start off and pretend like none none of these people know you. What do you want them to know? Uh, my name is Oliver. Okay, that's a good start. Who would you say are some of your best friends? Um, Luke, John, and Camilla. Camilla, that is really great. And just be unbiased with this here. This is a real, real discussion here, so you can't lie. Who is your favorite babysitter you've ever had? Kennedy. Mm -hmm. I'll give you your cookies later for that. (laughs) Okay, so tell us what are your favorite things to go do. I know you said you like to drive your Jeep, but what are some of the games you like to play? What toys do you play with? Tell us just kind of what you do. Uh, I, I like to play with my puppy. You like to play with your puppy? Is your puppy new? Yes. Who is your favorite character from Cars? Uh, Lightning McQueen. So I know that you told us a little bit about your best friends, but tell us who in your life you really, really love and you really, really like to hang out with. Um, my mom and Kennedy. I actually did not tell him to say that, everyone. Everyone in my life knows Oliver and loves Oliver. And so I'm so great to have him here today. He's going to be helping me. But I think that that is all. Oliver, is there anything else you want to say? No. (laughs) Sounds good. How's your experience been as the first guest on the podcast? Good. Good? Okay. Want to tell the people bye and that you love them? Yeah. Bye, love you. Okay, thank you, Oliver. So I brought Oliver on here and didn't even ask him about his thoughts on Jesus or Christianity or what it means to be rooted. I just wanted to ask him simple questions about his life and what kind of movies he likes to watch and who he hangs out with and who are some of his really good friends and just trying to get 
a good image of what a child's like is like and what a child's perspective is like. I spend a lot of time with kids, probably about 80% of my week I am with kids. I am a full-time nanny. I keep three other kids along with Oliver. I love them all dearly. I love, love, love my job. I love hanging out with kids and they teach me stuff every day because I never really understood the value of a child until I was responsible for one. And it gives you a whole nother outlook on how Jesus views us. And want to take a look in Matthew chapter 19, 13 through 15. Jesus is talking about the little children. And the Bible says, then people brought their little children to Jesus for him to place hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he placed his hands on them, he went on from there. That is so important. Do you ever think about how not everyone gets to grow up? Not everyone on this earth gets to be old and There's so much killing in today's world. There's so much death, so much sickness. There's never, no one is promised a grown-up life. And you're not promised a husband. You're not promised a wife. You're not promised a lot of things. You're not promised a job. You're not promised anything, really. You could, if you really want to think about it, you could die at any moment. The Lord doesn't promise us Each and every single one of you will make it to old age because that's not true because we live in a world of death and destruction, but we are all born. We all have that one thing in common. Everyone on this earth right now has been born, has been carried by our mothers in their womb. And the Lord says that the kingdom belongs to the children and we were all once children. There is an old story that has been told for a long, long time of a king and he replaced his own son with one of the babies in the town and he told the town that he would come back in a few years and he is not going to tell them which baby is his and he wanted to see how the town treated his kid and a long, long time went past They all treated their kids as if the kids were royalty because they didn't want the king to be upset when he got back if they had treated their son, his son, wrong. And so all the kids grew up. The town was just an exhilarating place to live. Everyone was successful. Everyone was happy. And the kids that had grown up had never known the story. All they had known was love. They didn't know why they had received it. And there was an old woman laying on her deathbed when the king came back to visit. And she asked the king, she said, it was my son, wasn't it? That was your baby. And he responded, yes. But the truth was, is he never had a son that he replaced. And he just wanted to kind of see what the world would be like if we treated all the children with the love 
of royalty. And what they deserve is to be treated and loved as if they were royalty because they are. We all are. We all are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And in Proverbs 22, verse 6, it says, Start children off the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. This story is a perfect example of what that looks like. And you treat children with the respect they deserve. You're going to get a respectful child back. Same thing, you reap what you sow that goes into children every single day. Oliver is a perfect example for me in my own life because he repeats everything I say back to him. So if you know me, I like to say grounded a lot, even if they're not really grounded. I'll tell all my kids, I'll be like, you're grounded because my kids never really get in trouble. So it's like a funny joke we all have. And one time I did something to Oliver. I don't remember what it was, but I was messing with him and he said, grounded. And I'm like, who is this five-year-old little boy that is telling me I'm grounded right now? But I mean, what do I expect? You know, like I'm the example and he's going to repeat whatever I say. And so what if everything I said was so loving and so kind and I know that's a perfect world, but I sure can try and I sure can show him how the forgiveness of Jesus works whenever I mess up and whenever I say something mean and he watches me or something like that. Uh, I was talking with one of my kids, I don't remember which one it was, and they asked about an old friend that I had last year. They asked where she was in my life. And as I was thinking about all the hurt that had gone into that and all the hurt that had gone into that past friendship that I had with this girl who I loved so much, and uh, if you know me, you know I'm not a keep your friends in separate groups kind of girl. I'm a, I want all my friends to know all my other friends so that I can love all of them in the same place at the same time and brag on all of them. And that's exactly what I do. And uh, this friend knew everyone in my life, including my kids. And I also, when I refer to my kids, I'm, I don't have any biological kids, but just <laughs> setting that one straight. But I do love all my kids as if they were my own. And uh, I was just trying to come up with a way to explain to him that I wasn't friends with this girl anymore without giving him the burden of my hurt that I still had on my heart towards this girl. And as I was explaining it to him, I, all I said was, I loved Jesus and she didn't. And he said, that's kind of a silly reason to break off a friendship. And I was like, yeah, it it is silly, but I still love her to death. And uh, I will always be here if she ever wanted to pursue another friendship with me. But I was thinking about how black and white that was. When if someone in my life, like a friend, would have asked me, hey, what happened to that girl, someone that I trusted? I would probably want to tell them everything bad that happened. And 
everything bad that was said about me or posted about me or X, Y, and Z, when really we don't need all the fluff because fluff equals feelings and feelings are not going to help me forgive. And so it all boiled down to I loved Jesus and he was my life and he is my life and will always be my life. And she didn't. And, uh, you know, he's a kid and, uh, he said, well, if she doesn't like you, then I don't like her. And my heart kind of was happy, but at the same time, I don't want any of my kids ever hold hate in their hearts, especially on behalf of me. So I was like, well, I still love her. So you should still love her. And maybe one day if we pursue a friendship again, we will all hang out again and you'll get to see her again. And I was just thinking about how children are born with a pureness in their heart. And if they act any different than that, it is because they have been shown the ugliest in their It is because they have been shown the ugliness of the world through people that are supposed to show them love. Some of the worst babysitting jobs I've gotten, I see the kids act out and I I try to understand why. And then you kind of can pick up clues around the house about why they might act like that. Or maybe you talk to a parent and the parent is a little not all the way there. And I have taken so many jobs where I have kept really bad kids. And all I can tell myself while I'm dealing with a bad kid is that this is what they have been shown. And it creates a sadness in my heart that that is how they've been shown how to act. And these kids are so valued by God. And There were kids that when Jesus was on this earth and he was camped out and they would sneak around and they would just watch Jesus in his everyday life. And we should learn so much from that to just sit back and watch how kids see the world. They see it in black and white because kids have really big feelings, but their feelings don't stick. That's the difference. You know, like think of a little kid fight. You're not invited to my birthday party. And the next day you forget what even happened. I should have had Oliver on the forgiveness podcast, to be honest, because that little boy, like me and him, sometimes when we have really bad days, it stays behind us after it's handled, it's handled. And that's always how uh, I have implicated in my nanny life and how I will continue to hopefully implement that with my own kids someday that when I say I forgive you for something, it's done. And that is how it should be. That's how Jesus sees us. So how can we not see our own kids like that? Because we're adults, we should know better. And they're kids and they don't know any better. And so it's our job to show them that. And I also want to say that some of the kids I have met and gotten to be around are some of the best Christians I've ever met in this entire world. They love the best they know how with everything in them. And they keep things black and white and simple. They ask the best questions and they are content with the answer that they are given. That 
is crucial. Kids ask a million, 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 million questions. And that's how we should be. We should ask a million, million, million questions all the time. But I think sometimes we're so afraid of getting a negative image over a question that we ask that we don't ask the question so there's no growth there. Jesus shows us how to be rooted. I believe that he shows us with kids how to grow. And watching kids the way that they watch Jesus and the way that they love and the way that they forgive is so inspiring. I'm going to end with one last Oliver story that really puts our relationship into kind of a nutshell. We have a very good relationship, but this story makes me laugh every single time because I see myself in him so much and I took him with me one time to another babysitting job with two other boys. And the whole entire night was kind of hilarious for me because I told him on the way there, I was like, listen, you're going to have to help me with these boys because, uh, you know, like, you know, my kind of my gig, like how I operate. And so you can help me. And one of them was his age and one of them was a little younger And I heard them get into an argument and Oliver was like, I'm the boss of you. Like I'm in charge. And I kind of started laughing and it got so heated that they brought it to me. I was sitting on the couch and uh, Oliver was like, I'm the boss of them, right? Because they don't know how you kind of run things and I do. So that makes me the boss. And I was like, huh? And I started laughing and I was like, no, you're not the boss. Like, but you can show by example of what that what that looks like. Like you can show by example how to act good and how to listen, how to clean up after yourself. And all I could think about afterwards is the Lord was like, Kennedy, did you not see how Christians act all the time? Christians think that they are top dog on this planet all the time but you don't understand that you have the same level of authority as that non-believer down the road. The only difference is, is that you know you have the power and they don't know that there's a whole kingdom of God waiting for them in their name. And all they have to do is take it. And the thing is, is that Christians think that knowledge is power and it is power, but it's knowledge that everyone is gifted by Jesus. And sometimes we don't realize that we are not in charge. And sometimes we think that we are the bosses when really there is a much, much, much greater boss than we could ever amount to be. And he is giving us the power to lead by example. And the same night, uh, one of the boys dropped a ton of goldfish everywhere in the house, like left a trail, like it was everywhere. And all I could find was this little tiny vacuum and it didn't, like it couldn't, like the goldfish were too big. So I made the boys, I was like, okay, y'all have to help me clean up because I didn't make the mess. And so you need to help me clean it up. I will help you, but I'm not going to do it for you. I'm not your maid and I'm not your mama and I'm not your wife. So you're going to help me clean it up. And, um, he, Oliver said to me, and he never says stuff like this. Like when he does, 
we kind of get into it because we're so close like that, that uh, sometimes we have disagreements because we are so alike. And he said, well, you are in charge, so you have to clean up because you're the babysitter. And I was like, excuse me, little boy. And I was like, okay, so who cleans up after me? And he said, we do. I was like, okay. And um, I had a whole handful of goldfish and I looked him dead in the eyes and I dropped them on the ground and I was like, okay. And I just didn't say anything. I just kept eye contact with him. And he said, well, you have the vacuum. I was like, you're right. I do have the vacuum. But the whole reason that we're picking this up is because the vacuum, the goldfish are too big and, um, they can't be vacuumed up. And this kid looks me dead in my eyes and stomps as hard as he can on the pile of goldfish that I had dropped. And he said, now they're not. And y'all, the way I had to look up to the Lord Jesus for patience on that, because neither of us were in the right. But I was, again, like after I was done with the job and Oliver was asleep in my back seat and I was praying and I was like now Jesus was revealing things to me and just like he had revealed the who's in charge thing to me he said do you know the amount of times that you've looked me in my eyes and stomped on my goldfish and I was like what because if Jesus was babysitting he probably would have never dropped those goldfish. He probably would have just picked up the goldfish because he's a servant and he's a servant at heart. And he is also a king that should never do things like wash a woman's feet or wash anyone's feet. But he does. He does these crazy things for us. And I was being petty and prideful and wanted to prove a point because I got in my own head. And the Lord wasn't revealing something in the entire kind of scene he only revealed the part where I looked him in his eyes and stepped on the blessings that he had given me and that was crazy to me and me and Oliver talked about it the next day we talked about how me and him can both improve in our uh respectfulness to each other and I really just, I'm so amazed with, I could go on and on and on and on about all the lessons I've learned from my kids. And I just think it's so important that if you take anything away from this episode, everyone has kids in their lives. Watch them, love them, ask them questions. Kids will answer your questions for days. They never get annoyed. They literally never get annoyed. So ask them questions and ask Jesus questions because we are his kids and he will never get annoyed with us. And if we ask, he will answer. And I think that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Oliver, for coming on this podcast. First guest, I'm so happy to have him here. I'm hoping for a lot more. I hope you all have a blessed week and I love you all so much. Thank <laughs> you.